Welcome back to Optimistically Salty. My name is Tracy and usually I have like this little sound bit at the beginning like welcome here's what we're going to talk about today interlude and then we dive in but I'm just going to roll into it today because it's probably going to be a little a little rambly um, and I'm okay with that. So um, first a little update since I have been going to therapy and I think that given a lot of the mental health crisis that a lot of us are facing, it's important to just put that out there. Um, I think that a lot of us have experienced things in our life and need better understandings and better tools to function through our life and... I am of the opinion at this moment that books are not the answer. <laughs> Standing on years of podcasts about books being the answer or where you find information. I do feel like I did um, come into therapy in a different place because of all of the books that I have read and because of my desire to better understand myself. Um, but I had been a seeker for so long that, um, I was never a finder. (laughs) So coming to a place of finding answers has been a very interesting transition. Um, one of my big seeking things. I have actually used this podcast as a reason to seek, but just trying to understand why things are the way they are and trying to understand things that made me uncomfortable and trying to have new perspective and being flexible in my thinking. So I was seeking and I was reading books, reading articles, YouTube searching, having conversations, just constantly like an itch that couldn't, I couldn't reach. It was just a pestering. And since having started therapy, the seeking still happens, but I understand better now how my brain works and why I'm seeking. And I can give myself boundaries now and show myself self-respect within that. So I can find an idea that's interesting to me and I can spend time researching it and like literally set a timer sometimes, (laughs) research it and then wrap it up and be done and move on with my life and my day and be more productive with my time. So yes, I am first of all, an advocate for therapy. And second of all, an advocate for the right therapist. Um, my previous therapist was not the right fit. And if I'm bluntly honest, I just didn't have enough self-respect to tell her that. I was more than happy to write my check for $250 and say, yeah, same time next week, even though I was getting nothing out of it. 
And part of that was because a friend had referred me to her. And so I felt obligated. And part of it was like, maybe at some point we're going to get to like the work. But the longer I went, the less I wanted to go back. (laughs) Recognizing now that if it's not the right fit, it's not the right fit. And you shouldn't waste your time and your money and your story on the wrong person. So last episode, I talked about my experiences with Beachbody and the kind of realization of the cult mentality that goes along with multi-level marketing, network marketing jobs. And the thing that I guess kind of bothered me um, about that was once I saw the structure of a cult, I understood why I was struggling with other things in life. And I realized why social media was so hard for me. Finally, I can understand and see why it was so hard for me. And I finally can have some compassion for myself, but then also within that same thought, and even maybe before the compassion for myself about it, I can think to myself that I've been a coward when it comes to social media. I have been trying so desperately hard to censor myself, to fit in to what is acceptable on social media, that I realized that social justice warrior business is its own cult. And social media is their tool. So when you are on social media, you follow their rules, their language, um, and their ideology. And that goes both for, let's say, social justice warrior and other types of tribes that are out there. And as people, I think we are so easily divided into tribes because it's so much of our nature to want to belong and so we try to find a group that we feel like we can belong with and we join them and then sometimes you're sitting in the midst of that group and you're thinking huh that's a contradiction or wait a minute when did that change we're okay with that now no we're not okay with that okay no Mm -mm, no and I think one of the big things about being on social media for me was that I was constantly script seeking. I was looking for the right opinions. I was looking for the right thing to say, the right thing to feel. And I was having a really hard time with personal responsibility and self-awareness. I was more than happy to outsource my authority. And I really lost touch with my humanity. I wanted to be a resource, not a human. So I was looking and treating myself as somebody who needed to be showing up with information and content and a resource to people. And when I would share something about myself, like for example, eating disorder history stuff, um, and people would reach out to me, it was really challenging for me because 
they were using me as a resource, not as the human and vice versa. I was following people for their content and I was following them to use them as a resource. I lost sight of the fact that they were just a human being living their life. But also I think they had lost sight of the fact that they were human beings living their lives. And I'm fi- I kept finding myself in these like really just uncomfortable feelings about what I was seeing happening in the world. And feeling really uncomfortable with the feeling of being told who I was. Being put into an identity box. And not allowed to say or think things because of my identity. Um, not, I'm... <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> Collect my thoughts. So... One of the big things that I, I think caught my attention and that I was struggling with was the um, ever-changing definitions of things and seeing things that people were telling me, this is progress, this is progress. And I was like, it doesn't feel like progress. It feels like a regression. I don't agree, but I wouldn't say anything because I didn't want to be canceled. I mean, I have thought a lot about cancel culture and the damage it does. Like we're in a society that says fail, fail often. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to do the wrong thing. And we're in a society that will now cancel you for doing the wrong thing. We're advocating mental health, but then also holding over your head. If you don't do what we say, you're canceled. And it's not even just now. If you said something 10 years ago, you can be canceled. If you said something when you were 15, you can lose your job. You can lose your livelihood. You can get kicked out of a school because we have no flexibility for the idea that humans are have the ability to grow and change. And we don't want to look at the context of the society of that time. We're holding it up against the bar of the social justice warrior woke movement. And that has made me just cower. I have been a coward. I've been afraid to think or say. And when I say think, I mean been afraid to think. Been self-censoring, even to myself, what I want to say and do and think. And been holding up ideas that I don't fully understand just because I was given the script that was like, here's the idea that we hold up. Um, and I think it's, it's really challenging. I mean, I, I sit here knowing that I have old episodes that are probably, I'm going to use one of those social justice warrior words right now. It's probably problematic because as time has gone by and as I have been further indoctrinated into the ideology of wokeness, <laughs> um, a lot of my ideas have changed. And I'm finding myself in a place where I have a lot of questions. I have more questions than I have answers. And I feel really confused a lot of the time about things that people are pushing so hard for and I don't understand why I don't understand what's going on and 
I think that that's where growth happens. I think that being able to be mindful and question things and wanting to understand things gives you the opportunity to both be wrong, but also to have a better understanding of what information is being presented. I, I wish that I could say, I think we can all agree that media is manipulative, but I don't think I can say that because there are a lot of people who would disagree. A lot of people believe that, you know, the media is to be trusted and they will share <laughs> things in a way that it's, I, I never really saw it as handing over your authority when you share somebody else's stuff. I have been watching these amazing women speak over the past few days and I, I really had to look at myself while I listened to them speak because I wanted to share their posts. I wanted to share their videos. I wanted to share them because I wanted to outsource my authority. I wanted to be like, not me, she said it. And she is wiser and more better than me because I'm not allowed to say it because she's a person of color who thinks the same thing I'm thinking, but I'm not allowed to think it or say it. Just, I've just been a coward. And my second cowardice was both when I felt so overwhelmed, I just had to leave social media repeatedly to take breaks instead of being okay with failing. I don't really know what my relationship with social media is right now. I don't know if I want to be on there or not. I, I go back and forth. I take breaks. Um, I put time limits on it so that I'm not scrolling all day because that just feeds my anxiety. <laughs> but I'm starting to wonder if you have courage and you are able to genuinely show up as yourself, then can you be on social media without it causing a mental health crisis? I'm not sure. I have questions. <laughs> I have a mildly deep dive planned for myself in the future because I'm curious about cult mentality versus tribalism just because of the women I've been listening to. Um, it's, it's so interesting to have an idea, to think something, to consider something and to feel like you're not allowed to think it. My thoughts are being policed by myself. I'm not allowed to think it. But then once I heard a woman of color say the same thing, I felt um, at least closer to being validated in my own ideas. I kind of think that's a problem. I think that the need of outside validation to have your own thoughts 
is kind of like 1984-ish, right? Um, and I think that my own desire for knowledge, my own desire for, um, I, I really like like a philosophical conversation. And if you are my friend and <laughs> have been on the receiving end of one of these conversations, bless you. Um, because I really do enjoy thought. And when I have um, friends in my life who are so indoctrinated into something that they can't have conversation like that, I don't know what to do. I used to feel like, oh, you're right. I shouldn't be thinking. <laughs> I shouldn't be contemplating other ideas. And now I find myself in a place of more self-acceptance and more self-respect. I would not say self-love. I'm not in a self-love place. I'm in a self-respect place that I recognize that Sometimes it's not a me problem, it's a you problem. I digress. Sorry. I got distracted by a very specific incident in my life. <laughs> um, I guess I will go ahead and, and wrap up this episode here. Um, I wish you all very well in your um, development of your critical thinking skills. And I, I hope that you will spend time seeking people who believe something different than you. And I hope even more than that, that you will stop looking for answers outside of yourself so often and stop looking for echo chambers to join to make sure you're following the ideologies of our current woke society. <sighs> yeah, I think that's it. So before I wrap this up, one of my, my most favorite of the movies that I have watched way too many times because I am a mom with Disney plus is, uh, Moana. <laughs> and there is this moment at the towards the the end of Moana that is my personal favorite moment in the movie. <laughs> Join me here with this for a moment. Where she is alone. Her boat is broken and the spirit of her grandmother joins her on the boat. And Moana sings a very short version of her song where she talks about who she is. And it starts with like, I'm the daughter of the village chief. Um, my people are from this island, but we're voyagers. And I feel this desire to go to the sea. And it calls me. And then as the song builds and as it grows, she talks about that journey and she talks about realizing that that, that calling isn't outside of her, but it's inside of her. And I'm just saying, that song 
<laughs> that scene, that idea, um, that has been my, my Lex Luthor moment, which if you don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> there's this quote by Lex Luthor that I wish I had pulled up and had ready to read out loud right now, but it talks about unlocking the mysteries of the universe from reading a gum wrapper. And I find those moments happening for me more and more often these days because I'm spending a lot more time in finding mode. Like I have found answers instead of in seeking mode where I'm trying to find answers. And finding mode also, I think, involves settling on the fact that I have questions. Not necessarily needing the answer right now, but recognizing that that's just life. So, um, (laughs) my call today is, I guess, a call to courage and a call to reclaiming your authority about your own ideas. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. There is possibly going to be music after this. I got an email saying that they were going to put music back in on Anchor. And if that is true, then by gosh, there will be music every episode again. (laughs) But we'll see. Thank you all again. And until next time. Uh, Yeah, I'm kind of in a place of stay optimistic. And definitely down to earth and salty.